1: Going back to your days as a door-to-door saleswoman, was that parent company, by chance, DS Max? No, SIDCOR. I worked for SIDCOR.
0: Oh, God, I'm telling you, everyone has. Juice, oh, juice, man, baby. Jamie's got juice, Jamie's got juice. Oh, God.
1: You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On, Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are watching on your favorite podcast platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. It helps more than you know. I wanted to share this one. Uh, This is a five-star review from Ted from Virginia. This is on Apple Podcasts. He says, a great podcast. This is a great podcast. It is refreshing to hear dating and relationship advice from a masculine perspective geared towards older men. Uh, It's actually geared towards any men. (laughs) The principles are the same, no matter how old you are. But yeah, I mean, like I'm an older guy, right? I'm going to be 44 this year. I'm sure uh, my content sort of resonates with guys that are a little bit older, probably guys that have been divorced and are back on the dating scene or whatever. So yeah, my content's for you guys. And Ted, thank you for leaving a comment. And and you know what, guys, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts right now and you like the show, stop what you're doing, give me a five-star review, write it out, and I will read it on an upcoming episode. All right. For you guys that are watching on YouTube please drop a comment. Any comment will do. You can leave your favorite emoji. I don't really care. Um, if you guys are watching during the premiere, right? Because these are all pre-recorded on Mondays, but uh, I post it as a premiere on YouTube so that I can join in the the live chat. So if you guys are, are listening or, or watching on YouTube right now during the premiere, I'm probably in there right now while I'm editing videos. So... Say something and uh, sound off. Let me know what you're thinking. And also, it's 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 set for a live replay, so people can see what you were thinking during the show. So you know, sound off, sound off your thoughts. Join me on social media. I'm on all the good social media platforms. The link are links are in the description. Um, my new my new uh, TikTok account's doing well. I'm already over a thousand followers on the new account. Uh, thanks to me being from uh, <laughs> South Park, Colorado. Actually, I'm not from, you know, quote, South Park, right? That's like closer to, to Fair Play. But the, the, the show itself is based on, you know, an area that goes from like Evergreen all the way to Fair Play, right? That's sort of that whole area is really sort of South Park. And um, the one of the producers of South Park, Trey Parker, went to my high school. So a lot of the characters in the show are based off of real people you know what I mean? So, and I knew, I knew a couple, a handful of the real people. I didn't know Trey himself. He was, uh, he's a few years older than me, but, uh, but yeah, it's it's a real place anyway. So I posted a clip on, on my new TikTok account and it blew up. It went viral and, uh, got, I got a whole bunch of like kids following me now. I got a whole bunch of like 13 and 14 year old kids that love the show following me wanting to know more about, uh, the real guy that's behind the Mr. Mackey character. So I, I like, and I posted a video showing a picture of Mr. Lackey, the, the real junior high counselor that we had. Apparently he was working there when Trey Parker was going to junior high there too. So anyway, fun, fun story, fun fact, but follow me on social media. It's a good time. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as $10. And uh, when you join for $10, you get these episodes, the Monday episodes, ad-free. So without all of this stuff, if you guys don't like this housekeeping stuff where I'm talking about, you know, follow me on social media and join the Patreon. If you don't like any of that stuff, if you don't like the ads on Spotify, if you don't like the ads on YouTube, then join the Patreon. You get the Monday episodes, uh, just the interview portion, ad-free, so consider doing that. And then if you join, uh, the entire month of February, you get, you join the Patreon and all Patreon members are getting my law of attraction course for 50% off. So if you join the Patreon for 10 bucks, you get the law of attraction course for 50% off. And, uh, when you log into Patreon, I I have a a promo code there for Patreon members. So check that out. Uh, the practical law of attraction course, It's uh, loa.comeonmanpod.com, loa.comeonmanpod.com, and uh, it's a a course on mindset, and um, I'll be playing a a commercial for that right after this intro, so to give you guys more information, and then the Patreon itself is patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. The links for all this stuff are down in the description, down in the show notes. Uh, let's see here. Get on the email list list.comonmanpod.com. That's list.comonmanpod.com for your troubles. I'll send you some free stickers. Uh, there's three free stickers with that and they have a cool design. You know, one says red pilled. One says not a nice guy. The other one is uh sort of stolen from Ric Flair. It says none of you can be first, but all of you could be next. Right. I love that saying. I love that saying. Anyway, all these are also available on, on merch too, right? Like t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all that stuff. So if you go to merch.comonmanpod.com, merch.comeonmanpod.com, you can you know, get yourself a coffee mug in the morning. And, uh, you know, it's fun stuff. All right. Joining me this week, guys, this is actually a real treat. I think you guys will really like this one. It was a good collab. Uh so joining me this week is a a, a female dating coach. Paul, you said don't go to go go to women for dating advice. <laughs> that's that's a good rule of thumb. Okay, that's a good rule of thumb, but there are exceptions to the rule. I think that Jamie is an exception, and I'll tell you why. So, one, so Jamie, she works for one of the biggest dating coach outfits uh on the east eastern slope, right? Uh, it's called modern flirting, and um See, the thing about Jamie, I didn't realize it until this episode, but she has a unique some a couple of things that make her very unique. Okay. One, she used to do door-to-door sales, and she used to go do door-to-door sales with the same company that I used to do door-to-door sales with, right? Like this company was it was commission only. And um, I learned with that uh probably some of the, <laughs> the best sales training ever, right? Because it it's there's nothing like, you know, going to someone's door, trying to get your foot in the door, trying to make people like you quickly, then like you'll never get that kind of experience unless you're doing door-to-door sales. So she did that. She worked for the same company. So when she told me that, I was like, "Oh, oh hell. Okay. All right. I got I got mad respect for you now." So we talk about that in this episode. Um she also is a professional catfish. So a part of her, uh, what she does to sort of get a better insight into the, the, the female mind, at least on the dating circuit. Right. Because a lot of women, uh, sort of filter their experience or, uh, through dating through their own sort of solipsistic mindset, right? Like, well, I didn't experience that. So nobody did. (laughs) So, but, so she, to get herself out of that, she's actually set up dating apps as men and have tried to, you know, perfect conversations that get more engagement. Right. So she has a very unique, uh, understanding of what men are going through on dating apps because she's pretended to be men and saw what women are doing out there. Right. So those are, those two things make her a very smart fish. And, um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy that conversation, and I will bring it to you right after these words. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must-not-take-yourself-too-seriously and 6-1-since-that-matters and what do I even say other than hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you want a positively unfair advantage in life? Most people tiptoe through life hoping they'll make it safely to death. They let life happen to them. Up until now, I'm assuming that's been your situation. Am I right about that? But you know deep down that you're destined for more. You know that you deserve more money or better relationships, yet you're stuck doing the same thing over and over again, getting the same results. That ends today because you're going to check out my Practical Law of Attraction course. My Practical Law of Attraction course will give you the tools necessary to write your own story. You will be in the driver's seat of your life, not just the passenger. Your life is already getting better because you're listening to this message right now. Access this course at loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. When you're done with this course, the results that you see for yourself will be better. Others will see how your life is changing for the better. And you'll know that everything in this course is true because your life will be better. But the choice is up to you. You have to decide if you want to stay where you are or achieve goals so big that it will blow your mind. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. All right. Joining me this week is a dating coach with Modern Flirting, one of the biggest coaching outlets out there. In fact, she has been personally recommended by one of my 3% brothers, Jimmy, who says that he's learned a lot from her and thought I should get her on my show. It's Jamie Date.
0: What's going on, Jamie? Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you?
1: (laughs) Um. So my first question is probably one you get a lot but how did you find yourself in this niche teaching dating
0: so about seven years ago now um i i used to do so before that actually i was a door-to-door salesperson so i actually sold so if you have lived in the orange county area between the years of 2012 and 2015 i've probably knocked on your door to sell you solar panels um and i was training solar panel or i was training people to do this you know it's 100 commission so if you don't sell you don't make you know so the hustler culture the whole nine right uh and i did really well with it right so um i learned i mean and honestly what is approaching if not walking up to someone's door you know and and, and getting them to to like you real quick you know and so in that, I was training people, you know, a lot of them had zero sales experience. A lot of them were, you know, some of them actually didn't even speak English, hardly or their second language or third language. Um, and and I made it work. And, you know, I did really well for myself. But as some of you in the sales business know, you know, three years of going door to door really drained you. So I quit, uh, you know, did my whole epre pray, love moment in South America. And then I came back and I was like, all right, what do I want to do? You know what? What what is a kind of a clear path for me? What am I good at? Right? Because I was always really good at sales, but I don't like sales. I hate that I have to almost like capitalize on the the things I love most about myself for a product I don't really care about at the end of the day, um or a service, whatnot. So I was perusing Craigslist as you do, and I found a, I found a um uh what's it called a, a Craigslist ad that was for um it was for to come it was like actually it was it was trying to advertise to bring people to a party right so it was come you know talk to these guys at this party see you know I kind of got the gist that I was like for social skills or whatnot and I was like tight you know you pay get a 100 bucks or whatever free booze you know come hang out and I was like you know let's do it so I go And, you know, I'm talking to all these people, I'm talking to the guys, whatever. And at the end, they kind of pull all the girls back and they're like, all right, how did so-and-so do? How did this guy do? How did that guy do? Whatever. And, you know, I think more than a lot of the other women that were there, um, I was giving very, you know, solid, uh, advice as far as, you know, just being more real. Right. So, you know, this guy, he's, you know talking too much this guy's not asking too many questions this guy is standing way too close this guy's standing way too far you know like actually giving very uh uh detailed advice as opposed to the other girls who you know are for the most part like he was nice you know just kind of like trying to get their money and leave right um and from that i just developed a relationship because at the end they kind of all looked at each other and they're like do you want to work with us so then i became this like and if you've kind of been in the you know dating industry or have signed up for you know many dating industries do the same thing but uh you know boot camps and things like that or weekends they you know people pay they come down you know during the week or during the day they have classes and i became the girl the boot that would come to the boot camps and i would be like the girl that they would essentially you know practice on right uh practice talking practice escalating flirtation practice joking you know things like that right um and then it wasn't until and then that kind of fizzled out over you know after a while um but then it wasn't until the end of or i'm sorry the beginning of 2020 right before the pandemic Jared Psych lawrence at modern flirting reached out to me and he was like jamie i'm starting my own company come with me and i was like baller let's do it so then i became uh what we call a drill model right or drill leader whatever um where you know essentially i would do exactly what i was doing at the boot camp but it was on over zoom so guys would pay to practice you know all right i'm at a bar approach me i'm you know walking down the street i'm at a party whatever and even though it's not you know uh as realistic as doing it in real life obviously it still gave me a clear picture on okay how are you leading conversations what type of questions are you asking what are you not asking what are, you know, what, what stories are you telling about yourself? It still gave me a clear image of like, you know, of who that person was probably presenting of themselves when they were out. So I would, you know, give uh, constructive criticism from there. Um, and I think the reason why people or guys, you know, I kind of grew a following from there is I, I, I give very, you know, cause I think this industry and I'm sure, you know, it can be very filled with very, uh, vague woo-woo you know generic advice you know be yourself or whatever and i'm like that's all fine and good but what does that mean right what what are like what are the tangible steps what is a step-by-step guide that i can do because i'm very practical i'm very scientific i'm very logical when it comes to the way that i think and so i want data i want to know okay what do i physically need to do to get from point a to point b tell it to me and tell it to me don't sugarcoat it and i think that's why a lot of guys have kind of found me because i i kind of fill that very rare niche of okay i am a woman so i can tell you from the feminine perspective how you're coming off which i think is extremely valuable but i also understand the masculine realm of it of okay you, you can't just you know tiptoe around and and wait for something good to happen you actually have to go out and and achieve it and get it and and you know, strategize with it, just like everything else in life. You know, we have to work for something that is worth it. And why not something as important as dating, choosing a mate, choosing a partner, what so have you.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Going back to the, uh, the just be yourself thing. It, one thing I tell people is like yeah, being yourself is great. If that's getting you the results that you want, <laughs> but if you're not getting the results that you want, something's got to change, man. You know?
0: Right. Right. And I'm not a fan of, you know, the whole, like, be yourself thing. It's it's, honestly, if I could rewrite it, I would. Mm. It's be your best self. Yeah. Like, what is the upgraded version of you? Because everyone daydreams. Everyone has a daydreaming version of, like, who they want to become. And it's never that much different than who they are now. It's just the upgraded version of it. So Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's reverse engineer that where in your life, like, tell me, like, where do you want to see your life when it comes to relationships, women, friendships, social circle a year, two years from now, like, like dream big. What does that look like? Okay. Now that we have that picture, let's reverse engineer on how to actually attain those things. And that's Mm -hmm. what I help out with.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. Going back to your, uh, your days as a door to door saleswoman, uh, was that, Parent company by chance? DS Max? No,
0: Sidcor. Sid, I worked for Sidcor. Oh God, I'm telling you, everyone has. Yeah, everyone has worked for some. You know, I'm telling you, it's, it's Sidcor is like
1: juice, oh, juice, man, baby, that, juice. Yeah, oh.
0: juice, juice. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> James got juice. James got juice. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. It is. Uh. It is quite the little cult there. And you know, as much as I. Uh, I. I I, I have to, I have to say, you know, it really gave me my start. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that company and working for them, I would not be the person that I am today, you know, because college didn't teach me jack shit as a, you know, communications major. Um, you know, I just basically did what everyone else did and got drunk for four years, right? But, <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> but I feel like, uh, I mean, yes, life expanded the a whole nine, but if I could tell you, if, you know, and I give this advice, If you really want to, to get really good with people very fast, do door-to-door sales. And, Mm -hmm. and honestly, a hundred percent commission will make, I mean, you, if you don't sell, you don't make right. So you learn how to swim real quick. Yeah. And now because of that, I read body language very well. I know how to have a conversation. I know how to lead a conversation, get people to like you very quickly um and and know how to influence someone with what i want from them in a way that is good for both of us right uh and and those are just skills that are really just you know you can't get anywhere else
1: no they're great skills um so i did it after the navy i did uh, i was i was a security guard for a while and i answered an ad for an advertising company um And, you know, SIDCOR, it's all just, you know, sort of individual offices doing different things and they all, all the different offices have their own name, you know? So I was, I was with the R.C. Lee Advertising Group in San Diego and we did door-to-door office supply sales. Yeah. We were were selling Quill office supplies.
0: Yep. Yep. I am very familiar. So Solar branched off from Quill. Who was your, who was your boss? Who was the guy that ran it? Do you remember his name?
1: Randy Bernard.
0: I don't know Randy, but if you ever heard of Teddy... Mm-hmm. Or
1: uh Jamie Hep. Jamie Hep, heard of Jamie Hep. Yeah. yeah. Jamie,
0: I was under Jamie Hep. I was actually directly under Jamie Hep. Um okay. and Jamie Hep, I remember you know, love the guy, honestly. I mean, he he gave me a lot of you know positive motivation, positive um reinforcement for what I was doing. I mean, of course, I was selling a lot for his company at that point, but uh he he when I quit, one of the things I'll always remember was he you know looked at me and he was like you know I'll be honest with you I knowing what you could do I'll never have to worry about you like mm. you'll you'll be fine you know and that was something I he doesn't give those types of compliments very often yeah um and I remember being like wow like that was you know really nice um and then yeah you know and I I still I I always give love as much as you know I have my qualms about that company I will say I I I will always be indebted to them they did make me who I am
1: yeah yeah, one thing that I uh, I loved about that company, and I also hated it, but I thought I still to this day think is funny is uh, when people quit right or they decide it's not for them, uh, they always give like this negative sales pitch on look look you're not going to be ever be anything in life, <laughs> and and what are you going to do you're gonna you're gonna own a bar or something and there's like there's moral aspects to that that you know we you need to consider it's like, it's, it was such a funny uh, interesting place to work, but it, I didn't realize how much sales. Especially door-to-door off-supply sales translates to dating Ooh. until until after I started studying dating. You know, because um, I was married. I was married when I was doing that, so it wasn't like I was using it for dating. Right. And and then when I, you know, I I was out of practice for like fifteen years when I got divorced, and so that I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Ended up in a crappy relationship for four and a half years. Found myself back on the dating circuit and I was like, I need to figure this out. Right. And right. so then um, you know, I started reading a bunch of books, started practicing this stuff, and I, and one of the books I read was How to Be a Three Percent Man by Corey Wayne. And he mm-hmm. talks about how dating is very much like sales. And I was like, Oh, I I, I probably got some of the best sales training ever oh, from yeah. from Sidcore. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that you, <laughs> that you did that. But, There's not know, a lot it, of people.
0: It's funny you say that. Um yeah. I, from my research light research actually of like dating coaches if you read a lot of their where they came from bios a good amount of them are came from door to door sales yeah and i remember being like holy shit! like that's so crazy like um you know and and and. but of course now that once you think about it more like actually it makes complete sense you know total sense honestly. yeah uh, so, so yeah, I mean, again, it really, it really gave me my start and actually some of the stuff that I learned, you know, when we did our morning meetings, right. Mm-hmm. Some of the speeches that they gave, I still use, you know, when I'm, when I'm teaching, yeah. uh, 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 my clients.
1: Do you, do you mm-hmm. give them the, what is it? The, the, was it the four or five steps to a sale? I can't remember. Well, yeah. Part. You the, do all that wait, kind of crap. Uh,
0: yeah. The four ways. I think it's like the four ways to influence the five steps to a sale and the eight great work habits. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is awesome. So last year you made a video that I stitched, uh, and it was about the concept of not asking a fish how to catch a fish. You ask a fisherman and you said like, it was the literally the dumbest idea ever. Um, and without debating you on that, you know, because my, my listeners sort of know my take on it. Um, can you tell us why that concept isn't accurate?
0: Um, I think it just it, it creates an environment to where you're going to potentially not listen to good advice. Am I saying every girl, every female dating coach is great? Absolutely not. I actually would agree that I think the majority of them aren't good. Having said that, as we also talk, spoke about earlier, some male dating coaches are also shit too. So I think putting blanket statements over big concepts like, oh, all women, like, if you don't want to catch a fish, don't have fish as a fisherman, it just creates an environment to where people will turn down something that actually could speak to them. Why do that? You know, listen to the person that, that like, like listen to the advice and see if it resonates with you. And if it does, who cares if it came from a girl or a guy? Um, I also think... It is It is ridiculous in the fact that if you think about it, there are, wait, how many people on the fucking planet, right? A bajillion? Eight
1: billion. yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> Half the four billion are women. You're telling me every single girl, every single four billion people, there's not one girl that's out there going, you know what? I see these guys doing this. I think maybe I can help them. I think maybe I could look at this and go uh, from an objective point of view saying, okay, I see what they're trying to do with this. Let from a female perspective. Let me see if I can help them. You really tell me not one fucking girl out there that's <laughs> to do that. That's ridiculous, right? So yeah it, again, you yeah. know, I, I think it's rare, but I think that we're out there, and and so having the, that little quippy little statement is just preventing a lot of people from maybe getting something that they really need.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um. I see, uh, you know, like you just mentioned, there's plenty of like guys that are giving terrible advice out there. Um, I see a lot of stuff and I used to believe a lot of this stuff before I, I studied, you know, attraction and all that. It, You know, that you had to sort of impress a girl, right? Like lead with your wallet and, you know, flowers and chocolates and all the crap that you see on TV. Um, mm-hmm. What is some of the like the most terrible advice you've ever heard? Like maybe you're scrolling through TikTok or or you've just. Heard other guys say to you, maybe some of your clients.
0: I want see some of the guys that comment. Uh, I, You know, I heard this one, and this is more relationship. It's not really so much picking up women or or whatever, dating or whatnot. But mm-hmm. like never apologize to a girl. And I was just like, oh, God, that is that is very heavily toxic. That's more like relationship advice. Um, mm-hmm. Terrible advice, but either way. I'm trying to think. For... Oh, you know, this one actually, um, uh, don't talk like, 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 like keep asking her questions and just keep her talking. Like, like you shouldn't be talking anywhere near the the amount that she is. And I'm always kind of like, why would you do that? How are we as women going to decide if we like you, if we don't know jack shit about you? Mm -hmm. Right? Like we, we have to know what you're about to know if we want to be with you or not. So how are we going to decide that if all we've done is talk about ourselves?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there is a method to that madness a little bit. It's sort of the 80 20 rule where you do have to give a little bit about yourself, but, uh, you sort of do want to remain a little more mysterious and, um, and you also kind of want to be a good listener. So, Mm -hmm. um, So that's, that's always worked for me, actually, you know, keeping the conversation on her, cause like whoever's controlling the conversation uh, and asking the questions is sort of in control of the conversation.
0: See, I disagree with that. I think that, I think that the person asking the questions, it Mm -hmm. feels like you're leading, but really you're just relying on her to carry that conversation with her answers.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how you ask the questions too.
0: Right. So, I mean, so here, so here's the formula, right? So you can ask a question. I'm not saying don't ask questions because that's ridiculous. Yeah. You can ask a question, but it should be question, response, statement. Mm. But a lot of guys will just go question, she responds, and then he asks another question again.
1: Oh, yeah. Like an interview? Yeah, that's... Yeah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Too bad, yeah. You know, so so respond to what she's saying by either how you feel about the subject, how she feels about the subject. If you were in her situation, what would you do? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or like relating to something else from your own personal life, like put like put an anecdote in there, something that gives her. OK, now I as a woman, now I have multiple conversational threads to riff off of from what you're saying. Yeah, And now we're in this banter conversation, which is what we all want right? And I think good banter isn't 80-20. I think good banter might be 50-50, 60-40, you know what I mean? Something along Mm -hmm. those lines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. One thing too, I think a lot of guys miss about the idea of doing that too, is that you want to take a genuine interest in the person you're talking to and actually listen to what they're saying, as opposed to trying to think of the next thing to say. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then they might say something that lead you to another question, or like you said, a statement or something that can actually carry a, a, a legit conversation as opposed, you know, one that's a little more natural flowing
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to just interviewing her. <laughs> okay.
0: Literally.
1: Where are we at? <laughs> okay. Exactly. Check this off my my list here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so one thing that you told me in our, our pre-show call that I found fascinating is that you're essentially a professional catfish, which I would imagine gives you a very unique insight in how women act, especially on, on dating apps. What are some of the biggest takeaways from doing that um, that you've found that men should really know?
0: So it goes back to don't ask a fish to fit or don't ask a fish to catch a fish to ask fishermen, like ask a catfish. (laughs) So uh, as far, I mean, honestly, online dating gave me the rare opportunity to prove to actually to disprove what you're saying. So I pick up women professionally on online dating apps because it gives me the opportunity to not be a woman, but still use my words. And the messaging strategy and the bio writing the only thing i don't use obviously is my photos right but i mean i still use all the other stuff that works and it gives me the data points i mean look 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 actually i'll show you right now i'm actually i go back and forth because uh your girl is also on uh dating apps for me too but literally look this is from a couple days ago Uh uh-huh and i'm you know what i mean like i actually i think i restarted it yesterday um and i'm already getting you know, results. And that's just one app, right? So I usually do Bumble, Tinder. Actually, I don't do Bumble anymore because as a guy, it's harder for me because I'm catfishing because uh, mm-hmm. Bumble has uh, things where they tie you to your... Anyway, that's besides that, the that point, I usually do uh, Hinge and Tinder, which Hinge is the best, by the way, if you're in America. Um, I but... agree with
1: that. I agree oh, with yeah, that statement. Yeah. thousand percent.
0: thousand percent. Um, but I would say the things that I have learned is i mean honestly it goes back to like don't be an interview right but also i think something that is so interesting and again this is this is my issue with with the industry fixating on the fact that women and men are so different i challenge that women and men are a lot more similar than we'd like to think and i think the reason why i want to do away with this we're so vastly different idea is because it's psyching a lot of guys out uh talk to women like you would your homies start. Like one of the things that I teach is like, start a conversation on online dating as if you're in the middle of it. No, like getting to know you, uh, vibes of, you know, question and answer, whatever. Like I like the reason why hinge is so great is a lot of these prompts. I literally treat them as if I was already in a conversation with this girl and she had just said it in real life. And what, what would I respond with? it wouldn't be like, Oh, you're cute. No, it would be literally, okay. I would be continuing as if we were already in that conversation. And just that mindset shift really, really, um, helps because I'll be honest with you. I see, even in my personal life, you know, I have a lot of guy friends, like I see them when, when he's hanging out with all the homies, all the friends, right. And then all of a sudden I see him talk to girls that he's interested in. And it's like a watered down version of him. Like, he's not being that quippy, funny self that he's with. And I think a lot of it is they're like, oh, she's not going to find it funny. You know, oh, she she's not going to understand sarcasm. She's not going to understand satire. Like, she, you know, like, where she's so different. She's so different. And no, it's actually quite opposite. I think, I think a lot of people find, if you go, and that's the other thing I teach too, is like, if you find it funny, odds are we're going to find it funny. Right. Um, and so I mean, unless you're being insulting and and you know making her the punchline of the joke, obviously, but that should go without saying, don't do that. But um, but that is just one of my biggest tidbits is is do not water yourself down just because she's pretty. And that's yeah. the other thing. Stop thinking that we're so different. Honestly, we are the exact like stop putting us on a pedestal or putting you putting us beneath you. We are the same, right? So yeah. so you know, treating them, uh, you know, not so differently. I think it it helps people or helps men, at least, with approach anxiety and not psyching themselves psyching themselves out.
1: Yeah, a lot of guys. It's a self limiting belief that they're putting women on pedestals. They think like they they treat different women different too, right? Like the pretty mm-hmm. girls, they treat a special way. They girls that they don't find attractive, they treat like they're boys. And uh, one thing, like I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. They essentially need to treat all women or even all people the same and have mm-hmm. those same type of conversation and actually treat women like they're human beings, as opposed mm-hmm. to like some kind of trophy or something like that. And they, they'll they do so much better because they'll, they'll be more relaxed, you know? And right. I think that's another thing too, is that guys just sort of, they get all up in their head and they're like, Oh, I'm trying to impress this girl, which is just, I think the the wrong way to go. You know, it's just the wrong way to do things. I agree hundred percent with that.
0: Right. No. And, um, and, oh, sorry and what? so what yeah i mean i completely agree and that's the other thing too is uh by separating your view of you know men are here and women are here you're actually doing yourself a disservice because peer approval is one of the biggest biggest like crucial ways to attract women and by peer approval i mean getting her friends some of them ugly to like you Right. And so, if you are so used to treating women that you're not attracted to so differently, it's going to be, it's going to show. She, you know, she's going to see that. And she will choose her friends over a guy she just met at a bar every time.
1: Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? guy, yeah. Guys have to, uh, especially if they're approaching groups of women, they, there's always like, there's always at least one gatekeeper in that group. Right. And it's usually the fat, ugly one. And <laughs> you have to, you have to win her over be, so, so that she's like, okay. You can date my friend, you know, that kind of right. thing. Is kind of a fun thing. Yeah. That's one thing I, I, um, that Jimmy actually told me. Um, he said that he went to, I think, one of your events or boot camps or something. You guys went out, actually out to a club or whatever, and you mm-hmm. taught him, taught them different ways of approaching people. There was all sorts of different, uh, I forget what he called it too. He had like names for it. Like there was, <sighs> Give me, give me some, uh, some names. Cause I, I don't, I don't know any of this. I, pickup. I'm not
0: sure, sh- talking about, like positioning or
1: I can't remember. It was like, he, re- he was using like a wingman to get girls to come up to them and, and stuff like that. I don't know. There was all these different tactics and they all had names.
0: So the thing that I love most about modern flirting is yeah. it, it really kind of puts the whole like pickup artist community idea on its head so a lot of the reason why the pickup artist community you'll see the guys that stay in that world even the dating coaches themselves they're not married they're not you know what i mean like dating uh consistently right um and i think it's because this whole idea of like taking i'm gonna take a girl out i'm gonna hit on her i'm gonna you know what i mean like it's this like i'm going to isolate her from her friends i'm going to you know uh uh escalate flirtation on her it's like very like take 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 like because i want something because i want something i'm going to get from her get from her mm-hmm. and what modern flirting is so great at is we kind of looked at it and like okay so pause yes you will get women but the issue that i see a lot of these guys come to us for is it's like a revolving door they get tired after a while it's like every girl I go on like one or two dates, and then she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And it's and they're like, he's like, I don't understand why I can't get, you know, a girlfriend, you know, I can get girls, but I cannot get a girlfriend. And, and so the idea that I love with modern flirting, we call it vortex game, where it's the idea of you're giving, you're giving everyone pretty women, not pretty women, other dudes, you haven't met everyone in the environment that you're in the best time. You are just adding value to whatever environment that you're in, right? And it always works. I mean, maybe that's why he
1: it. called it. Maybe he called it vortex. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, think about it. Every guy in here or listening probably has had an experience where they go out and they're like, you know what? Like, I don't even give a shit about, or like, I'm just gonna have fun. I'm gonna have so much fun. Like, I'm not even thinking about girl. They always end up hooking up with a girl because the girls, we we me, women mirror energy. So when we see a bunch of dudes or guys and girls, whatever, having a bunch of fun, we're like, bloop, okay, uh, how can I get closer with them? Because they seem like they're having a lot of fun. I'm just having a boring conversation with my girlfriend that we could have just easily had at my house. You know, how can, like, the best nights, honestly, when it comes to girls and guys, the best nights out are when you meet a group of people and they're really fun and it just adds to your night because your reality exceeds your expectations Mm -hmm. that is where fun lives that is where happiness lives is when your reality exceeds your expectations it's not just another night out you end up having a lot more fun and it all starts with the guy leading that giving her what we call positive emotional stimulus pez um and and that is what actually attracts women for longer than just a few nights Mm -hmm. because she's like okay that's really fun because he's the other thing too i'm a huge fan of esther perel i don't know if you know her she's one of my idols she's amazing she's a, uh, yeah she's really great she has like one of the highest watched ted talks um but she's a relationship uh and uh dating expert attraction expert desire expert whatever and one of the things that she talks about is when she asks people like your partner or just someone you're kind of dating or even how you guys met whatever what is the most attractive like when when you are most attracted to your partner when they do x right what is that thing and by and large everyone when they're in their element when they are in their element i am very attracted to them right because it, they're showing that they're self-sufficient men and women right they're showing they're self-sufficient they don't need me they're they're, they're good on their own and they're so attractive because they're confident in whatever it is that they're doing right So you apply that same logic to when you go out. When you are with your, when you're laughing with your homies, when you're cracking jokes, when you're making friends with the bartender and the waitress, when you're, you know, high-fiving random people because they just did a cool dance move and you're like, that's fucking dope. Let's like dance off, right? Little things like that. You are in your, you're in a social element where you are creating the vibe and women look at that and are like damn that's hot a guy that is the life of the party that is i don't want to say life of the party but someone that is really just self-amused right that's the key word here self-amused that is when a girl is going to look at that being more sexy than looks than money than you know all of that other stuff right when a, when a guy is showing that self amuse, I don't give a fuck about anyone else because I'm having a really good time still within respectful reason. That is what's really attractive. So displaying that and really getting, getting used to, uh, uh, learning how to actually display that when you're out, it actually brings women in easier. It's working smarter, not harder.
1: Yeah. A lot of guys don't realize when it comes to like pickup artistry, cause it does sound cool, right? Just go out and sleep with random chicks all the time. That's like most guys dream. Uh, but the guys in the game, one, they were targeting specific types of women. They were looking for specific types of women that they thought were more susceptible to whatever was that they were doing. And then two, uh, well, it, it, and two, they, uh, they all ended up with like mental issues. They were all fucking depressed. It was, it was funny. Cause I think most guys, if they are honest with themselves, do want something more, at least eventually right? Like most guys, most guys don't want to be, yeah, most guys don't want to be plate spinners for for the rest of their lives. There are guys, I know some guys that are like permanent plate spinners and that's what makes them happy. Cool. You know, but Mm -hmm. uh, most guys are, not and it is infinitely easier, especially if you're somewhat attractive, you're in good shape. It's infinitely easier to meet chicks, hook up with them than it is to meet chicks, hook up with them, and then maintain some kind of attraction where she wants to see you after like, two or three dates like right. i um and that was one of the things that like i ran into uh when i started studying this stuff was because i was i was in pretty good shape and i was able to get dates meet chicks hook up with them but like get, keeping them around for like a third or fourth date was like a miracle right you know they just i was like too needy um you know that was like that was a big thing is like letting go of that neediness and like being the like uh, guys really have a problem with um pushing for a relationship. And that's just, that just comes across as unattractive and and stuff like that. So uh, that was, that was something that I ended up having to learn that it's sort of, you sort of just need to hang out, you know, relax, have fun, show her fun, show her a good time, be the guy that shows her a good time and then let her come to her conclusion of whether she wants a relationship or not.
0: Right. Well, that's the other thing too, I think. So, so two things I want to say about that, but, uh, I think it's the, I, again, it's the whole stereotypes of women are like this and men are like this. So a lot of guys are like, oh, well, women just want relationships. So I want a relationship. She obviously is going to want a relationship. So I'm just going to treat it like it's a relationship. And that's when you come off needy. This is why I want to do away with the fucking stereotypes altogether, because it's fucking with people. How can there are 8 billion people on the planet? We can't all be like one thing or the other. The life is life is way more uh, colorful than the black and white image that people are creating. Um, And the other thing I wanted to talk about. So I'm reading another book right now that everyone should read. It's called The Molecule of More. um, And it's all about the uh recent studies that have come out about what dopamine actually is in our system so we grew up uh learning that dopamine is like the pleasure center right when in actuality dopamine has much more to do with um uh anticipation and expectation and and actually as soon as you get the thing that you try so hard for that dopamine shuts off boom that's why all of these pickup artists from back in the day they're all depressed because they're constantly chasing a rabbit that they'll never catch because dopamine doesn't work that way as soon like it's all about the pursuit but as soon as you get the result dopamine shuts off and then you realize that that thing that you wanted so badly does not give you happiness so it's kind of translating the the way we see how we try and reach for things And so that's something i also like to reiterate to the guys that i coach is you know be wary of this because as soon it's kind of like you know great power comes great responsibility as soon as if you are so fixated on getting women getting women getting women understand that if and when you actually achieve that that feeling that you're hoping to get might not be there on the other side so understanding a more healthy way of 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 Uh, getting women, quote unquote, like understanding a healthy, healthier habit of, okay, I'm trying to develop relationships and trying to increase my social circle that, you know, having that sort of mindset is going to save you from, you know, the, the reality that a lot of these old pickup artists are facing right now.
1: Going to uh, what you were talking about dopamine though. uh, Have you ever read anything by Athel K?
0: No. What did he write though?
1: Uh, well, the one that I'm reading right now is called the married man's sex primer, 2011. It's an excellent book so far. Um, but one of the things that he does, he breaks it down into very, very simple terms though. But he's like, uh, he talks about how our hormones affect our emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's very simple though. He, he says, essentially dopamine is, is, is where you get your attraction from. Uh, vasopressin in men is where you get that comfort love feeling uh mm-hmm. oxytocin in women and mm-hmm. then uh you know testosterone is is what really sort of gives you that sex drive type thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so it's, it's funny when uh when a girl says <laughs> he broke it down like this he goes when a girl says I love you but I'm not in love with you it means I vasop- or i oxytocin you but I don't dopamine you Right. It means like you're, you're not being attractive to her. You know, you're, you're doing unattractive things and she, she sort of loves you as a person, but you're not, you're blown her skirt up, you know, so.
0: Right. Right. And I mean, and listen, and it's hard, right? Because, and this is what Esther Perel talks about. Oh, you know, in Western society and in most cultures nowadays, it's like, we depend on our partner for everything. We want to be surprised, we want to be desired, we want to, you know, be attracted to a person but also we want familiarity. We want uh you know routine. We want we want everything from this one person. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's a tough thing to navigate. It's and- largely
1: unrealistic too and I think that um you know men and women both would do better if you know say let's say they sort of keep their partner their partner and they keep their like baggage and stuff away from their partners as as much as possible and save that kind of stuff for like their therapist or their, their, their friends circles, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Well, that's actually, so they, they did these studies. So um, a lot of these studies actually come out recently and, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this, but um, uh, about how women are turning away from relationships because we are, uh, notoriously statistically putting in more work quote-unquote into a relationship more um, uh, household chores emotional labor because a lot of men are still very wary of opening up to their friends or going to a therapist so they rely on the woman to do all you know what I mean and like and then the woman kind of becomes like this caretaker for them and therefore they like the study that one of the studies that came out recently is that the more a woman feels like a man's caretaker the less sex they have um and it's just kind of interesting to see this kind of twist in events and and i think it's it's both good and bad so i think it's shaking things up which obviously need to happen because there's a party that is not being fulfilled in these relationships um but it's making a lot of people men and women angry and frustrated with the dating pool nowadays because i feel like it's so much it's so tough versus how it was you know maybe 20 30 40 years ago and and but at the same time 20 30 40 years ago women didn't have the safety net to leave so a lot of things a lot of actions that men did were kind of swept under the table because women didn't either make enough money or have you know the the social backing to to exit that relationship also a lot of men only want younger women so the older that we become the less quote unquote desirable we become so our options are few so we stay but now we're realizing that you know women are kind of leaving these relationships and i'm always curious to see how it's going to play out and and i hope you know and i I think that's one of the biggest reasons of why i do what i do is i know that there is a way to bring us back together and by god i'm going to work until i figure it out so i can teach the world because i think that the it is the way that things are right now it is unrealistic um and but but can it work yes but it has to be put forth work on both ends of the party and I think both are putting in work and also both are not. Uh, and it's just really trying to figure out how to navigate that tough relationship and choose each other every single day.
1: Yeah, one. I mean, I was in that situation when I was married. I think that probably contributed to the end of my marriage the most. Uh, a lot of us guys aren't taught how to take the lead and, and, and set the tone in relationship. And like you said earlier, women tend to be mirrors. Um so if a guy in uh, in this this married man sex primer talks about this too he says men want like more sex and and women just want better men <laughs> and a lot of us aren't taught how to be how how to be men in a relationship and we're not taught how to Keep that attraction going long term. Like we think that we've hit the finish line once we we put the ring on it and go through the marriage ceremony. It's like, well, I don't have to try any harder. I I already got her, and that that's the biggest thing. If guys realize that, no, it, the work that's never it stops. Starts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's when it starts right. the attraction. Yeah,
1: right. The work the work never stops. You have to right. keep dating her, or else some other guy will. Right. And that's, that's really what it comes down to. And I find, uh, since I started applying that, like I've been in a, a a really healthy relationship for almost two years now, since I started applying this stuff. And she, she treats me like an absolute king, but I also don't ever rest on my laurels and go, well, I already got her. I make sure I take her on dates. I plan the dates. I, Mm -hmm. you know, we've gotten to the point where like, I don't, I, I never ask her what she wants to do. I just plan things out. So if there are things that she actually wants to do, she'll just tell me, hey, let's go do this. Right. We never argue about any of that kind of stuff. And it's because I've set that tone from the beginning. And I also sort of stay lovingly detached enough in the relationship that I keep an eye on her attraction levels. And I know if like, oh, I think I'm slipping here. I know like I need to step up my game a little bit. It's on the guys. A hundred percent. I think it's on the guys because.
0: I mean, I think it's also both. Because the other thing too is, uh, you know, relationships, they, it's tough, right? So what I always say is like, go back when, when things seem tough, go back to who you were in the beginning of the relationship before she came over. Did you clean your house? Yeah. But do you do it now? No. No right uh women the way that we talk to our men because we know that they're going to be there tomorrow we might not talk to them very nicely because we've asked them to pick up their stuff a million times and we are like up to here with it and and we speak very nasty you know a lot of women we will only comment on the things that you're doing wrong instead of and this is actually goes for both parties something that will really save relationships is highlighting the good things that are happening the good things that you're doing thank you for being thoughtful Thank you for always having my back. Thank you for listening. Right. So highlighting the good things is also very crucial in a long-term relationship, but we get used to this routine where we're only highlighting the bad and we're just kind of ignoring the good because that is the standard. So it's, it's, you know, I think it's both parties, but I think recently, maybe yes, you know, there is, there is kind of a transition because of course, you know, as much as a lot of men want to go back to these traditional, you know, feminine and masculine roles, and they're they're angry at women for, you know, these feminazis or whatever the fuck, well, you're asking a lot from women. We're at you're asking us to put all of our trust in you to to carry us financially and emotionally, because then we don't have an option to leave at that point. And that, and obviously we've seen that that doesn't work either. Um, and so of course there's going to be an uprising on both sides to figure out how the hell we're going to continue. And honestly, not to get real political on it, but the climate's fucking dying and we need to get on the same team because we're not going to last very much longer if we don't, you know, and, and we need to focus on the bigger issues. (laughs)
1: But that was one thing that I don't like about a lot of guys in the, the red pill space. And, mm -hmm. um, and I consider myself as being in, in the red pill space, but there's a lot of guys that they put a lot of blame on women. Right. And they it's like, oh, w- women, you know, women have no accountability and, you know, we got to hold women accountable and stuff like that. It's like, at some point you got to realize you can't change other people.
0: Oh, oof. You know, oh, you man. can't,
1: you're not going to change all women. Uh, all you can do is change yourself and, you know, learn what, you know, makes you more attractive, be attractive. Don't be unattractive. That's a, that's actually a huge thing in the red pill space. You probably never hear it because all you ever hear is like, you know, the, the, the red meat out there, people just like, you know, drinking, you know, having girls drink white claws and throwing them out. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's. There yeah, I've,
0: heard, is a, I've heard that on a couple of my comments. I have a bunch of red pillars all over my, 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 trolls oh, I'm sure. are loving trolls.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I got, I got them too. And, and those guys aren't, they they've never actually gone back to read the actual red pill material. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was, how do I guys would come into the red pill space, especially the married red pill space with a Google search saying, how do I get my woman to have sex with me again?
0: Right. Because
1: they're in like, they're in dead bedrooms and they don't realize that they're being unattractive. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is how to maintain attraction long-term, especially married red pill. And then other the original red pill came from the pickup artist community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not about hating women. Um, so that, that I hate those guys in the comments. Cause they're, they're, they're a poor representation of the the other guys that are doing good in the space. You know, that are actually helping yeah, people you know, with relationships.
0: And I agree with you. And I, you know, and actually a long time ago, uh, Jared and I, we interviewed the guy, one of the guys that started red pill. Honestly, I, I barely but I remember listening to him and being like, i agree with you how come i'm always in arguments with people who follow you then like i agree with everyone. and honestly the same thing goes with tate like they're like listen like i'm all for bettering like men having the belief in themselves to better themselves but it's like why is it if you are trying to if, if you love women and if you respect women how come so many of your followers are so quick to bash and challenge and shit on women and their body count and the way that they look and all these things if you really love and respect women like obviously you're not communicating your point very well then you know because you have this whole uprising of men that seemingly hate women or only like virgin women or women with low very subjective body counts uh that are pretty so you don't love women you love a very very small amount of them right so that doesn't make any sense either so it's just like these these leaders of these these you know pro men groups I love it go with it but really reiterate your point to where you're not also simultaneously creating this angry frustrated at the opposite sex uprising because you're also prevent I mean I can't tell you how many guys and honestly Jim was one of them that came from that space they, you know, and I respect them wholeheartedly because they find me. They would never talk to a female dating coach, but they actually, you know, heard what I have to say, and they're like, you know what? She actually seems like she knows what the fuck she's talking about. And I can't tell you how many guys are like, it's not working. I look around, and my life still looks the exact fucking same: empty bedroom, sore right hand. You know, like that's it, right? And and it just goes to show you that. You, you gotta, you, you know, we have to be better at the, these leaders of these groups have to be better at really leading and, and, and creating an environment and these, uh, uh, the, the men, the group of men that actually are trying to better themselves and simultaneously not hating the opposite sex for, for their choices and how they think. Right. So one of the things I talk about, like being a high value male is, is respect and protect, right. Respect the other person, even though they might not feel the same way in you, because you know, what works for you and it might not work for other people. And you don't feel the need to step on someone's soapbox or insult them in the way that they live and whatnot, because it's different than yours and it, and it affects you in the way that you speak to women. It, you should only be focused on yourself.
1: Yeah, actually <laughs> that's a red pill concept in its own. Um you know, Rolo Tomasi, the author of the rational male, like widely considered the godfather of red pill has, he he talks a lot about being your own mental point of origin, like doing what's right for you, you know, thinking about what's right for me. And then going from there, because if you do what's right for you, typically the people around you benefit as well. Right. Right. And, and, and he also talks about how, you know, what's working for this one guy might not work for this other guy. You know, it's not a one size fits all type situation where a lot of guys in, you know, that sort of just tune in for the red meat, red meat sells. That's really what it comes down to is red meat sells. And, you know, this honest, you know, actionable information doesn't sell as well. Right. So a lot of guys want to wallow in, in self pity. There's this guy who's uh man. He's been in the, this sort of space maybe even longer than, Rolo, but he doesn't have a book. You've probably never heard of him. He's on, uh, but I follow him on Twitter. He goes by Rule Zero Dad. And he's a married guy. He's an attorney. He stays anonymous, but he pops into some of these podcasts and stuff like that. And he has a really great take uh, that a lot of guys online are talking about women in the abstract. You know, it's like this abstract concept. But when you go out and actually talk to women, like that's where that's where the rubber meets the road, you know, right. that's- <laughs> we actually,
0: we call that mental masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh,
1: we, we, we call it on the, the, the rule zero panel, uh, LARPing. These guys are live action role. <laughs> <playing>. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're not, they're not actually going out there talking to women and it's really sad. And you can see because they're not getting any results and then they're wallowing in self-pity and then they blame it on the women. It's like, dude, right. what are you doing to better right. your situation? Nothing.
0: And that's the other thing, too. One of the, my biggest pieces of advice have, and this goes against so many, have more female friends. People are like, what? No, friend zone. Ah. No, no, stay with me for a second. If you have more women in your life that you're not trying to fuck, but you're just getting to know, because honestly, it makes a friend group way more fun when you have guys and girls. It actually gets you to understand women and then develop more empathy. I honestly believe it's the same exact thing as racism in this country. You know, for so long what we were so, you know, racist and, you know, no blacks and no Jews and da da da. da. What happened? Well, we started becoming friends with them and started to realize, oh wait a minute, they're exactly the fucking same. That you know, I actually have empathy for these people. You know, and so it's it's the same idea but with women. Like start cuz honestly, if you think about it, I will say the common denominator out of every guy that is really good with women that i know personally right and it's a lot because i live in la i have a huge friend group and plus what i do right every guy that i know that is really good with women the common denominator is that they have a healthy social circle that involves a lot of female friends because they get it they understand what we laugh at what we talk to and so when they approach women they view the women that they find attractive. Oh, well, she's not very much different than, you know, Amanda over here, who's the homie. And I, I don't feel like I'm putting her on a pedestal because I know that they're all the same. You know, I, 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 I it's, it's the separation between men are like this and women are like this that are really fucking people over, Fuck, especially men.
1: Yeah. You know what I find too, is guys that teach circle, uh, social circle game Uh, They preach that a lot. Right. Because because um, maybe this girl that you're inviting to your party has a boyfriend and he says, great, bring him along. And why don't you bring some friends? And that's how like you get you build up your social circle and it can be more men and women and hot women are friends with single hot women. It actually does Um, make a lot of sense. It absolutely does
0: hmm. But I think a lot of men, they get into this whole women are only like the only women I'm talking to are attractive and potential or they're nothing else at all. And it's like, again, stop living in such a black and white world. The world is way more colorful. Women can be lots of things in your life. You know, I mean, honestly, I can't tell you how many friends of benefits that I have that are the homies that I you know, that I call to hang out with. Sometimes we hook up, sometimes we don't. But and if they're talking to a new girl, great. Bring her along. She seems dope. You know what i mean like it's this it's this kind of elevated thinking that doesn't pigeonhole i think this is my whole problem with like red pill and these groups it doesn't pigeonhole women being like x and men being like x it allows you to think that there are lots of opportunities there are lots of roles that people can play in your life and don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking that can be just one
1: i think that's a that's actually a pretty good message and we're almost at an hour. So why don't we end on that note?
0: So you guys can find me at Jamie date, J A M I E date on all of the social media platforms. So tick except for tip Twitter, but that's coming soon, but TikTok, especially Instagram, Facebook uh, you know, you can, I'm also coming out with an ebook that I might actually become a real book uh, just cause I'm writing so much of it, but um, I'm going to be finishing that up in the next couple of weeks, but it's going to be how to make online dating suck less. Uh, lessons from a professional catfish. Um, And that is going to be how you can make the most out of your online dating experience, Uh, going from the profile with the photos, how to write a bio all the way down to actual messaging strategy. And I re I use real conversations I have with women as a guy uh, and I break it down exactly how the formula I use, all that stuff. Uh, And then of course, modern flirting Uh, So Modern Flirting is a dating coach company that is led by me and four other amazing dating coaches, including Jared Syke-Lawrence, who started it, Uh, Cosmo, who was the winner of uh, VH1's Pickup Artist uh, with Mystery back in the day, Uh, Dale Valor, who's amazing, you know, so we really teach uh, men to be better men, but in a much more healthy, non-toxic environment. Uh, And I definitely make sure of that. So, uh, but yeah, that is where you can find me, Jamie Date.
1: All right, thank you, Jamie. I I appreciate that. Um, by the time this drops, which will probably be in like February sometime, okay, you might already have your your ebook out. Oh so yeah, if it yeah. if it is, I, I I'm gonna reach out to you before this episode airs. If it's available, just like send me a link to it, and I'll put it in the description.
0: Love that. Yes, yes. I hope uh, it should actually be out by then. So yeah, wonderful.
1: Very cool. All right. Well, have a nice day. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. This was fun.
1: Jamie, thanks again for joining me. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, <laughs> juice, baby, juice. I I can't believe that we both worked for Sidcor. You know that that is such a a fun experience. So for you guys that didn't know, when I asked her if the parent company was DS Max, so back in the day, uh, DS like Sidcor like sort of splintered out from this company called DS Max, and DS Max was created by these guys who uh, were selling, they would go to Target and buy pots and pans from Target and then go out and hustle these pots and pans on the street for a profit, right? Like they were selling pots and pans out of their car, but they were all just ones that they picked up from Target. They ended up making like a multi-million dollar company out of this. So So DS Max had what's called the merch division, right? And then they sort of splintered off this new company called Sidcor and Sidcor's big client was Quill office supply sales. So that's when I started doing it was doing the office supply sale thing. And, uh, man, dude, I I swear to God, man, I got, I actually got pretty good at it. There's a lot of psychology in, uh, trying to get people to like you quickly. And a lot of that psychology transfers to the dating world. And, um, so yeah, you know, as you, as you heard in this episode, it's, uh, it gives you a unique sort of, uh, understanding of, of psychology in, in dating. And I, I didn't quite realize that until I started studying dating that, oh crap, you know, sales actually <laughs> translates to dating very well. So, uh, so yeah, Jamie, great conversation. Welcome back anytime. Um, all right, guys, that's pretty much all I have this week. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please, like, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you haven't done so already, please comment. Please, any comment will do, let, let us know what you thought about the show. You know, drop it down below. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, give us a five-star review and also write out why you like the show on there too. And I'll read that in an upcoming episode. Uh, follow me on all social media. All the links are in the description. I'm on, you know, Facebook, TikTok. YouTube uh YouTube's technically social media. Uh Twitter, Instagram. Get on the Patreon if you want some coaching, right? Like if you want some uh some some dating advice, if you want life coaching, get on the Patreon at tier 2 or tier 3. If you just want to support the show, just, you know, join tier 1 and and get on the beer club. That gets you all access to the uh, you know, to these these interviews ad free, you know, and also without this outro stuff too. So do that, get on the email list, list list.comonmanpod.com, And I will send you some free stickers for your troubles. I'm not spamming people. So get on that. This is mainly so that if I ever get kicked off of one of these social media platforms, I can contact you, let you know where to follow me. Check out my law of attraction course, my practical law of attraction course. It's chick crack free. There's no woo woo magic vibrations and chakras and stuff like that. It's all, it's all psychology based. It's all about getting your mind right. And if you join the Patreon, you get this half off for the entire month of February. I'm giving, um, I'm making a coupon code available to Patreon members for 50% off the law of attraction course. So if you've been thinking about doing the course, now's the time. Now's the time, and and you'll get a significant discount if you uh join the Patreon. And look, look, I'm all about uh, I'm all about loopholes too, right? So join the Patreon, like the Patreon's a month monthly subscription, but you can join the Patreon, get the coupon code, and then cancel your subscription. Like I wouldn't even be mad if you did that. In fact, I'd be like, Well played, well played. I what I one thing I tell my kids, right? Cause I I um by trade, you know, I'm in, I'm sort of a, I work in network security. So I, like, I appreciate hackers. So I'm always looking for loopholes into things. And so I always tell the kids like, look, I make the rules. It's up to you to find the loopholes. You know what I mean? So my, when my kids do stuff like that, they find like a way around what I told them. I'm like, that's, that's, that's my girl or that's my boy. <laughs> so if you guys even did something like that, I wouldn't even be mad about it. I'd be like, Nice, smart move, smart move. All right, guys, that's all I have this week. Uh, tune into the to the live to the live stream on Wednesday. I do live streams on Wednesday and Friday mornings on YouTube now, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. But you know, I, I like to interact with the audience on YouTube, so tune into the live stream this coming Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Other than that, we'll catch you guys later. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on
0: social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.